Hello, and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Whether you are a member of our church family, either in person or online, or just checking us out for the first time, we believe that you belong here at New Hope Church, and we hope that this message speaks to you today. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv, and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody. How you doing, first of all? Everybody good? You you are in the last service right here. This is the last service. I suppose uh, uh, you've gotten all of your presents wrapped and everything. That's awesome. Good. I'm glad you're in church with us today. Um, We can do this right before I get into the, the lesson. Uh, we've had, I think, what is it, 24 services? I don't know how many, 24, 25 services or something like that across our campuses and worship teams at all of our campuses leading the, the worship and so forth. Lots of, lots of moving parts to make it happen. So if you could, would you join me in thanking everybody behind the scenes for making 25 services? Anyway, an honor, an honor to be in church today in God's house to celebrate Jesus' birthday. And uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody at the 288 campus, Friendswood campus, Alvin campus, Webster campus, and our Pearland campus as well uh, had their first services today, which is cool. Kind of a, I don't know if you know this, if, you, if you're brand new with us, just go with it. It's, it was kind of a surprise thing. We've been waiting on, uh, on approval. We did not get approval, but for some reason, they approved us to be able to meet there for two services. We put it on social media yesterday, last night, 500 people showed up at the Pearland campus today for the service. Isn't that amazing? Which is cool. Thank you, Lord, for that. So anyway, question as we begin, have you ever forgotten something that you were supposed to attend? You ever forgotten like an appointment, like a doctor's appointment, like a kid's event at school, uh, maybe a wedding you were invited to? Does anybody want to confess this today that you've forgotten something in your life like that? Okay, very good. Uh, I have quite a few times, but let me tell you about one that I almost missed, and that was, uh, that was uh, on time change weekend. Time change weekend, pre-smartphone, when you actually had to set your clock forward or backward. It was the bad one, the bad one, you know which one that is, the one in the spring where you set your clock forward and you miss an hour. And uh, so I forgot to set my clock. And uh, this always happens on Saturday night when the time changes. And uh, next day was Sunday when we're having church services. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm a pastor, and so it's pretty, I pretty much need to be at church. And so next, next day, I show up at the campus, which was our Pearland campus at the time. I show up at the campus. I'm thinking I'm a half an hour early. I'm a half an hour late. And I drive in, and there's cars everywhere. I'm like, wow, this, these people are here so early today. This is amazing. Usually everyone's late at this church. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I thought, well, what's happening? And then it hit me. I forgot to set my clock, you know, and I go in the, I go in the back door of the auditorium. I'm standing there, and the worship is done. They're like finishing the worship. It's time for me to walk up onto the stage and preach. Problem was my Bible and my sermon was in my office, which at the time the stage was like this, and my office door was right next to the stage. And it was locked, and so I had to go in front of God and everybody while they're waiting me to walk up, waiting for me to walk on this, up on the stage. I have to go over and unlock my door, and go in and get my sermon and come back out. And I wanted to tell them that I had stopped to help someone who was along the road struggling, <laughs> like the good Samaritan. But <laughs> I thought it'd be best not to lie, and and uh, so I took my medicine. But it was very embarrassing, and. 
And what we've been doing in this series is we've been talking about, I don't know, embarrassing moments. We've been talking about three cities that really missed it. Three cities in the Bible, in Bible times, there were important parts, integral parts of the first Christmas that ever happened, but they missed it. They missed it. Important players in the Christmas story, but they missed it. The most important event in all of history, an event that that uh, divided time between B.C. and A.D., God coming to this earth, and these three cities missed it. If you've been with us, you already know the city so far. Week one, we talked about Rome, as is represented here by uh, Lego version of the Roman Colosseum, which, by the way, this is the most expensive, at least it was, the most expensive Lego set there is. It's like five to $600, over 9,000 pieces over 9,000 pieces to this Lego set, and we were going to have it on the stage. Um, a guy named Chris Gibson, he actually lives in Austin, but he's moving back to this area. Um, he built the Coliseum, and so I was like, can we use that? Can we use that? And he agreed to it, and so he was getting ready to put it into his car to drive from Austin to Houston to let us use it as an illustration on the stage, but he only made it as far as his stairway. It's a sad story, I should have warned you. Nine thousand pieces, nine thousand pieces. So I feel so bad, Chris. I am so sorry. Um, do you mind giving Chris a hand for at least trying to help us out? We, we appreciate that effort right there. But uh, week one of our series, we did talk about Rome and how. It was because of Rome and the census that was ordered from Rome that moved Mary and Joseph from Nazareth, which is further north in Israel, to the south, past Jerusalem, to Bethlehem to register uh, for the census and, and to be taxed. But they made that trip because of, because of Rome. Therefore, Rome helped them to fulfill prophecy. Is that my phone going off? Yes, that was the Rolling Stones, if you heard it. That's why. What in the world? That's embarrassing. Oh, you know what it was? It was my, it was my, uh, I'm supposed to go to bed at, at, at this time. That seriously is what it was. Go to bed. Um, I'll see you guys. We'll go to bed. I literally have an alarm set for myself on Saturday night, so I'll go to bed and, and be fresh on Sunday morning, but all right, forget about that. But anyway, Rome helped to fulfill the prophecy of where the Messiah was going to be born, but Rome missed him being born. Why? Short story, pride. That's why. Pride. Rome is all about Rome, and uh, we said on that week, if, if, if you want to have what God wants to give, you got to let go of pride. You know, the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. How many of you would rather have the grace of God than to be opposed by God? If we want the grace of God, we got to let go of pride, okay? That was week one. Week two of the series, which was last week, we uh, visited Jerusalem, as is represented here by the temple, which you all have been building in the lobbies at our campuses. 
some better than others uh, campuses. I'm, I'm thinking about showing the pictures next week. But anyway, uh, this model right here, a uh, real, real model, if you were here last week in church, um, it's about this big, but it was built by Jen Moeller, uh, who's a part of our church family. Thank you, Jen. Amazing, once again, the job that you did. But the temple was all about the coming Messiah. Every feast that was celebrated here, every festival, all pointed to the coming Messiah. All the prophecies read here, repeated here, pointed to the Messiah. Even one of those prophecies said that Jesus would be, or the Messiah would be born seven and a half miles to the south in a place called Bethlehem. Yet when word came to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that the Messiah had been born, Jerusalem didn't budge. It didn't move. In fact, Matthew chapter 2 tells us that when Jerusalem got the news about a king being born nearby, they were troubled. Jerusalem was troubled. The king was troubled. Why was the king troubled and all who lived in Jerusalem? Because, because they were more about power and control that they had over the people than they were about what God was going to do for the people through the Messiah. In other words, they missed that first Christmas. And if we want to receive what God wants to give to us, we got to let go of our need to control everything and instead surrender our lives to the Lord and trust in him. Amen to that. That brings us to our last stop in this Christmas journey, which is uh, very fitting that we'd be in Bethlehem on this evening, but if you're hip enough, by the way, you, you might have noticed that the Lego village that we showed in the video for Bethlehem was not actually Bethlehem. Anybody notice that? It's not actually Bethlehem. Does anybody know what it was? Minecraft. That's right, young man. <laughs> Minecraft. Give him an extra present, parents. But uh, we stopped the video before they put in the zombies, the creepers, and the pigs. And I don't know if I need to tell you this, but there wouldn't be any pigs in a Jewish village, right? <laughs> so why did we use a Minecraft village to represent Bethlehem? Because Lego does not make a Bethlehem Lego set. Don't be mad at Bethlehem. It's just that there really wasn't much to speak of in Bethlehem back in the day. Bethlehem was a small village. In fact, Bethlehem didn't just get ignored by the Lego Corporation. Bethlehem got ignored by the Bible. <laughs> by, the, by the Bible. The Bible, and the reason I'm saying this is because if you look in the book of Joshua, there's a, a description of the Holy Land, a description of every town and village and city in the Holy Land. You look in Joshua chapter 15, there's a description of the southern part of Israel, which is where Bethlehem is located. Every little town, every village is listed in Joshua chapter 15, except for, except for, can you guess, can you guess? Except for Bethlehem. Bethlehem was so small that it didn't even make the list of villages in the Bible. In fact, there's a, there's a reference to that snub in the prophecy about Bethlehem being the birthplace of the Messiah. It's Micah chapter 5. We read it the past couple of weeks. This will make the third week. Here it is right here. It says, but you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, uh, from you, so, so too little to be among the clans, too, too little to be on the list even. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Too little, so little, it didn't even get recognized on the list in the Bible. 
question, how many of you grew up in a small town? Anybody grow up in a small town? Anybody raise your hand? Be proud of it. Okay. So I grew up in a town of 7,000. Here's what I know about small towns. Everybody knows everybody's business. Would you agree with that? Those of you that, I mean, word travels fast in a small town. I mean, you're not feeling well. Everybody knows it instantaneously. You go through something, everybody knows it. It's, news travels fast in a small town. And so you think about that. How could, how, could, how could the most amazing event in all of human history, God coming to this earth in human flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, how could Jesus show up on the scene in a town that was probably, they say, this village was probably about 300 people back in the day. How could he show up in a town with that few of folks and people still missed it? How did they miss it? Well, the reason is actually quite simple. Bethlehem was busy. It was busy. Uh, because of the Roman census, Bethlehem was now packed as everyone was requi re required to go back to the, the, the home, the hometown of their, of their fathers. And so everybody's on the move now. And you've got Roman soldiers showing up in Bethlehem. You've got uh, Roman accountants to, to help with the taxes showing up. You've got multiple generations of families converging on this little village. In fact, um, uh, there are at least 14 generations between King David and, and, and Joseph, Jesus's stepfather. So at least 14 generations, more than that probably, and I know some of you are Bible scholars and, and don't email me, just understand that I know there's at least 14 and probably more, okay? So there's at least 14, but you do the, the math on this, which I can't even do. You take one family, let's just talk about David, okay? David has kids, his kids have kids, the next generation, his kids have kids, those kids have kids, next generation. Do that 14 times, you got a lot of people, correct? Now, think about this. David came from a family with eight boys. Now do that math. All eight boys having families, those families having families, and on and on it goes. Do that 14 times, you got a ton of people. Now do that for the 300 or so people that lived in Bethlehem, all of their families having families and families and moving away. You got a lot of people showing up in Bethlehem. And, and it probably overwhelmed the locals that lived there full time. Uh, there were great demands now on, the, on, on drinking water, on food, on lodging. There was no Sam's Club, no Costco, no Walmart, no Chick-fil-A to drive through with your camel and, and, and them to tell you it's a pleasure because it wasn't a pleasure for anybody. It was chaotic. It was busy. And by the time Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem on their slow donkey, Bethlehem was full. And they ended up in a stable because there was no place for them in the end. And busy Bethlehem missed the birth of our Savior, which leads me to say, and I want you to hear this, it is possible to miss what God has for us right now at Christmas because we're so busy. It's possible. We've been busy, haven't we? You've been busy? Anybody been busy? I've been busy. Busy, uh, we've been busy uh, finding the right gifts, wrapping those gifts, paying for the inflated prices on those gifts coordinating schedules so family and extended family can get together, fighting traffic, finding parking places at the store, getting cards together. If you're still old school and do that, praise God for you. But it's still, it's still a lot of work, isn't it? And making phone calls that you feel like you need to make and now you're running out of time. We're busy, we're busy, we're busy. 
But I will tell you right now, being so busy can keep us from receiving what God wants us to have. We miss what God wants to give us. I'm not just talking at Christmas time, I'm talking all the time now. We miss what God wants to give us if we're just too busy. In fact, I love this quote by Corey Ten Boom. She said, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Why? Because either way, bad or busy, we miss what God wants to give us at Christmas. Now, as you know, some of you probably know this, that, uh, that uh, not everyone missed Jesus in Bethlehem. Not everyone missed him. There were two small groups that saw him in Bethlehem. One group is talked about in Luke. The other group is talked about in Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. Let's deal with that one first, Matthew chapter 2. In this account, we learn about the wise men. Matthew 2, beginning verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east, from the east came to Jerusalem. Who were they? We don't know. We don't know. I do know this about them. They were wise. That's all I know. That's all I got right there. They were wise. Um, they were pro- it says they're from the east. They're probably from modern day, the area of modern day Iraq or Iran. More than likely, they had a copy of the Old Testament scriptures with all the prophecies about the Messiah and had been studying and watching and waiting. They came from the east across the desert to Jerusalem asking this question. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And that verse right there is why some of you have a star on top of your tree. By the way, a couple of nights ago, we were outside looking at the stars. It was so beautiful. I don't know if you pay attention to the sky, but uh, this time of year when the humidity is lower, first of all, thank you, Lord, for that. But when the humidity is lower, you can see the stars. The stars are much brighter. And uh, it is a, a sight to behold. And if you haven't noticed that, please notice it soon. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture painted by God in the night sky that every, everyone needs to see. But the other night we were looking, and you could even see Mars. You could tell it was Mars because it was kind of reddish. That's how clear it was outside. It truly is this time of year is the best time of year for looking in this part of the world because right now the stars are bright. The stars at night, here we go, the stars at night are big and bright. You can't just stop with the clap. You got to do the rest of it. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> so true, so true. And if anybody's watching online uh, from a place not called Texas, um, good luck with your stars. But... Um, <laughs> The other night, every bright star, every bright speck in the sky was just uh, amazing. And, and, and I know not all of them are stars. That's why I said speck, because I know that you can see the planets. We saw Mars. You can see Jupiter. You can see Saturn. So what did the wise men see? Did they see a star? Don't know. Did they see, did, was it actually a planet? Don't know. Was it planets that had, you know, kind of gotten so close together they looked like, I don't know. Was it uh, a comet that appeared for a little while that has gone? I don't know, don't know, don't know. But somehow they knew. And they knew what it meant. Maybe they had read Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, where it says, a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. Scepter meaning a king. But whatever verse they were looking at, 
Whatever prompting from the Holy Spirit they had received, it caused them to make a long trip across a very large desert to get to Jesus. And when they found him, they fell down and they worshiped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Listen, listen. The people in, in, in Bethlehem, like, the, like the, the, the locals, probably within a mile of where Jesus was, missed him. The guys from Iraq or Iran uh, made the trip across the desert, did not miss Jesus. Of course, they weren't the only ones who got it right. Uh, Luke chapter 2, we hear about the shepherds. This is Luke chapter 2, beginning verse 8. In the same region, meaning right around Bethlehem somewhere, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Uh, and by the way, angel in this story is why you, some of you have an angel on top of your tree. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? A Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And then after this announcement, all of a sudden the sky was filled with a whole group of angels who sang a beautiful song. And then as quickly as it started, it was over with. The shepherds uh, who've been blasted by the light now, who were in darkness before, are now in darkness again of the night. And the Bible says they looked at each other and said, Let's go. <laughs> and they did. With haste they went and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. What a beautiful account of the birth of our Savior. Now I want you to hear me. Bethlehem missed the birth of Jesus. But uh, two groups of guys not in Bethlehem got to see Jesus. Um, why? Why? Well, I think I've got a couple of good reasons. And, and the reason I'm sharing these on Christmas Eve is because these are good for us for Christmas, but they're also good for us for all of 2023. And these reasons are good for us for the rest of our lives so that we don't miss what God has for us. Because I don't want to miss what God has for me, and I don't want you to miss what God has for you. So a couple of things real quick, then we'll be done. First one is this. These guys were outside of the busy. The wise men began their journey from way outside of busy Bethlehem. The shepherds were in the region close by, but still outside of the city, so outside of the busy. And if we never let go of the busy, if we never step outside of the busy, there's a chance that we're going to miss the best things in life, the things that God has for us. I read an article the other day that says over 80% 80 of us, over 80% of us right now, are more stressed than we've ever been or have been in years right now in this moment. More stressed than ever. And I am not saying today that the answer is to pack up, get land, and buy sheep. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that, though that sounds like a pretty picture. But I am saying every now and then, it's good for us just to let go of the busy so that God can do what God wants to do in our hearts. Like right now, like right now, right now, right now. Here we are in church. You probably got a lot, of, lot to do. Do you have a lot to do? Lots to do. We've had a lot to do. We've got a lot to do. There's things that need to be done. But we've made the choice 
to be in God's house. And I'm just saying it's good for us to just let go every now and then like this. In this place, like where you are right now, you're kind of a captive audience. You can't wrap a present. You can't uh, answer the phone. You, you can text, and I've seen that. Um, just kidding. Uh, you, can't, you can't go to a business meeting. You can't get on a Zoom call. You can't do any of that. You just got to kind of be still for a little while, which is driving some of you crazy. And you wish I'd get done with the sermon so that you could go back to busy. But here's what I know. Sometimes God's been trying to get through to us. And we drowned out his still small voice with our busyness. God's been wanting to to do something for us, but we, we stay busy so we don't notice, we don't hear, we don't understand what he wants to do. Some of us, maybe, I'm just going to press a little bit, some of us has been on, have been on the wrong road headed toward a brick wall in our relationships or in our marriage, and God has been trying to get our attention, but we're too busy. We haven't slowed down enough to let God do what God wants to do in our heart. Maybe for some of us, God does want to make some changes. Maybe some of us are on a road toward destruction, not only for our relationships, but in our life. And God is perhaps today on this Christmas Eve trying to get our attention because he's got something better for us. Maybe for some of us, it truly is a matter of salvation. Like, like God has been chasing you, trying to get through to you trying to help you understand how much he loves you and he wants to be a part of your life every single day and he wants to walk with you and he's watched you and he's seen you struggle and he's seen you make mistakes and he still loves you. He knows everything about you and he still loves you. And maybe you know that deep down inside but you've been drowning it out with the busy in your life. I'm just saying right now, let go of the busy. Let go of it so that God can do what God wants to do in you. Another reason I think these guys got to celebrate with Jesus in Bethlehem was because they worshiped him. They worshiped him. You know, there are a few stories, many stories actually in the Bible that I can't wait to get to heaven because I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's like a big screen in heaven, like massive, like a mile long. And, and there's a DVD set. I'm old school, DVD. Let's just go VHS, VHS tapes of every event in the Bible. I would love to just kick back and watch some of the things that I've read about and I can kind of see them in my mind's eye, but to see them actually happen, that would be amazing. And one of them is this right here where the wise men showed up where Jesus was and they bowed down after that long journey and they gave him the reverence of the king that they knew he was. They truly were wise men. And I'm telling you, the wisest thing that you and I can do this Christmas and all of 2023, and the wisest thing that we can do for the rest of our days, and let me warn you, this is probably a good place for an amen if you were thinking about saying it. The, wise, the wisest thing that we can do every day for the rest of our lives is to give Jesus top spot. Amen? amen? Give Jesus top spot in our lives. Because he has so much to show us, so much to give us, so much help to offer, so much peace to provide in these stressful times. And the best thing that he offers and the thing that is most important for our lives and the thing that every single person needs, but only he can give, is the forgiveness of sins 
and salvation through his sacrifice on the cross. Verse 11 of Luke chapter 2 says again, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You might be thinking about gifts right now for other people, like you're wondering, are they going to like that? Are they going to like what I got them? Are they going to like it? Or I need to get home and wrap that present or whatever. I just want you to put that busy out of your mind for a second because I don't want you thinking about gifts and, and then miss the biggest gift there is, the best gift there is, a gift that if you receive it, it's not only going to benefit you, it's not only going to benefit you, it's going to benefit everybody in your life because God can take you and make you brand new. He can make you brand new. And I'm not saying he can, he can fix you up a little bit. I'm saying he can make you brand new. It's not about like he's going to turn over a new leaf for you. He's going to give you a new life. And that life is going to be a benefit to you and it's going to be a benefit to everybody around you. Did you know that's why Jesus came? To give us life. Bible says, for God so loved you, the world, he so loved you that he gave Jesus for us. And if you have not received that best gift that has ever been given, then during these quiet, unhurried, non-busy moments that we're going to have in just a moment here, I think it would be good, and I'm going to suggest this, that you let go of what you need to let go of so that you can receive what God wants to give you today. Let go of pride. Let go of your need to control everything. Let go of the busyness and then receive what God wants to do in your heart and in your life. At every one of our campuses, I would like for our tech people, wherever you are in the booths all around our campuses, if you could just Let's, let's just create the night here. And so we're going to turn down the lights, turn down the lights at all of our campuses to make it nighttime. Let's make it nighttime at all campuses. And, and then in a posture of humility, just like the wise men, let's uh, bow, bow our heads, close our eyes. I'm going to uh, give you some scripture here. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Talking about Jesus here, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that has been made. In him was life, and, the, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen to that. The, the darkness can't overcome the light of Christ. Um, John goes on to say that uh, a light was coming, the true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and even though the world was made through him, the world did not know him. They missed him. John also tells us that he came to his own, but his own missed him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And I love this line in, in John. It says, the word became flesh. That is, God, God became a baby in a stable and where normally you would only hear the sounds of animals. The silent night was pierced with the sound of a newborn baby 
God has come to earth to save us. enjoyed the podcast we encourage you to subscribe share it with friends and family or let us know by tagging us at new hope church tv on social media we would love to connect with you thanks for listening